0: Welcome to the Professional Amateur Podcast, where I talk to amateurs who are getting paid to do what they love professionally. We all have to start somewhere, and these are our stories. Bradley Conklin was the best man at my whip. He's a lifelong friend, but to many others, he's known as Drum Boy Advance. We sit down with Bradley and talk about his love of drums, where it started, and to where it's taking him, with bands like 8-Bit and Rex Viper. This is the Professional Amateur, with me, Stephan Glaser. Welcome and today my guest is a dear friend of mine and I've basically known him my entire life but I have Bradley Conklin on the drumcast drumcast it's not a drumcast
1: it's a podcast bradley
0: hello that might have led into uh, a little bit about you and what you do as a professional amateur
1: yes uh, um i i am a drummer for my professional amateuring.
0: yeah a lot of people think that doing things with uh instruments they're like yeah it's fun you could play but you know you can actually enjoy playing and make a little money on the side but the emphasis on little yeah <laughs> that's a that's the creator's curse there (laughs) yes yes absolutely what got you started with drumming how old were you when you started
1: oh boy i've been drumming i i want to give that i've been drumming my whole life kind (laughs) of thing but it's close but it's not really i actually started playing the sousaphone in band i hated it (laughs) and my mom hated it because it was huge and loud so I played drums. No, it was, <laughs> we kind of took the sousaphone back and my, uh, it was like, well, I'm interested in drums. My, my father was a drummer. His brother's a drummer. His mom was a drummer. And my mom's mom and dad ran the, the drum corps in their town. So it was like, this is inevitable. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. That's
0: going to be like a given thing. Or Like, okay, it's my destiny to play the drums.
1: Yeah, even it, it was already written, right? Yeah. So I got the drum, you know, the practice pad and everything and got that going. And it's funny because now my mother is like, if only i see that band director who was like you should play tuba for the rest of your life so that i could tell my son went to australia (laughs) he played in another country and he's recording this that and the other on drums i don't know if you remember but in middle school you're kind of just assigned something they kind of try you try everything out and then it's just kind of like, okay, that's what you're going to play. Uh,
0: that's but, actually really funny about that is uh, I stayed away from band class because they wanted me to play tuba.
1: <laughs> we could have been tuba buddies. And and this may have never happened, yeah, this yeah. conversation about drumming. But who knows? We could have been in some kind of like harmonic orchestra somewhere. So. Yeah, just blowing into tubas. <laughs> yeah, <They all laughs> High-fiving and blowing into tubas. But, I think I was, I want to give you an age for that too. So I think it was, I want to say middle. School, so however old you are between sixth and seventh grade, so like what's that, 12, 13, maybe?
0: Yeah, that, I always go by the rule just like double the, the grade, it doesn't always work, but sometimes. <laughs> Close it does.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, you got into drums. Did you take lessons? I did. I went to a guy. His name was Al Konikowski, and he's incredible. I think his drum teacher, um or at least someone he had learned some drumming from, was Ed Shaughnessy at some point, which is awesome because Ed Shaughnessy is like one of my top three. That, like I said, they started me off with like a drum pad, so it was a lot of rudiments, a lot of you know concert drumming so I learned timpani and everything else and all of it I learned from him so he he would give me these you know different drum books like were all rudiment books or stick control was one of the books and we would just constantly go over it and it was really it was really great cuz gave me the opportunity to do all-county band so i was in the all-county concert band but then that evolved into all-county jazz band and i did all-state jazz band so i got the the chance and the opportunities to uh do those different things because i was taught how to read music and also play it by ear he did he kind of taught me both which is really cool
0: it's a skill that's not easily learned because it, it, it has to be in you and obviously It's always been in you, which just sounds like a horrible joke. (laughs) Like
1: the shingles virus. (laughs) It's like, um, like the ability to read forward is something that's hard for a lot of people. So when you're reading music, you're really, you know, always a measure or two ahead is where your eyes are, but you're playing the previous ones. And a lot of people have a really hard time getting to that point, especially, you know, as it gets faster, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I, I am one of those people that's why I never learned, like past what I did in guitar, what uh, mm-hmm. lo- reading music wise, because it was it was just too hard to to like go. Oh, okay, like I have to follow this stuff. I can't. There's too much going on, and my brain doesn't like it. I'll just listen and
1: play. <laughs> a new close friend of mine, Mark, that I, I, he was the guitar tech at one of my recent shows. He he kind of broke it down for me in a way that was like. I never thought of it, but that's because guitar music is new to me, right? Christine's learning it. She's doing a great job at bass. And I'm just kind of absorbing things as it happens. But he's like, there's a bunch of shapes. He's like, think of it as a bunch of shapes and a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could have done that. Yeah. I could, I can I can figure it out that way. But if I look at tabs or something, I'm like, nah, I'm okay.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish somebody would have told me that 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Exactly. So no.
0: you go through basically the motions of uh, a kid getting into a new instrument you you start going into the lessons you go into band you do different types of band you play all all the different percussion instruments when did it actually like click that you're like this this is i i'm gonna hold on to this for a very long time
1: it, it was right away. It's it's funny you say it that way because it's like the click just happened because it's it probably like a lot of people that are going to hear this or, you know, I know you have this issue like me. When I get into something, I get obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened as a kid as well. You know, I mean, these are probably the roots of that problem because it is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would become obsessed with something and, do you know, especially when it came to memorizing music or memorizing a performance that was coming up. And it was just it was really nice to get to that performance part and that's something the performances itself i was very lucky where i never felt nervous mm. um doing them which has now evolved into i just don't get nervous when i perform thankfully there is one time my mother came you know as a when i was a grown man playing a show my mom <laughs> was in the audience and i saw her and i got so nervous for no reason right how, how old were you Oh, I had to be like, I was probably between 25 and 30, I'll say. It (laughs) it was like, I was in it for a while, where it's just like, this show's going to be fine. I know the music, it's all muscle memory, there's no reason to be nervous, but oh my God, my mom's here.
0: (laughs) You know, speaking of shows, you go through all of your life basically playing drums, but I remember, you know, we all got together in high school and we would jam and have fun. Mm -hmm. When... Did you actually play your first show as a drummer in a band, like in front of people that wasn't the
1: the high school mm-hmm. or, or you know? Well, I, I'll use, I have, I'm going to do two. I'm going to okay. cheat, okay? Because <laughs> one, one of my first, I'm not playing in band, but I'm playing a show, mm-hmm. if you will, was a talent show at high school. That's right. Yeah, and it was with the band Musically Transmitted Diseases. <laughs> <laughs> we are MTDs and it was a really good show and everybody was really into it. I, I don't know if you remember, but even like one of the teachers came up when I was playing, what did I do? I played Wipeout. So when I was playing the Wipeout, like the big drum part in Wipeout, he just came up and he was just like doing some surf dancing and it was fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that was probably one of the greatest things because we didn't have that ever. Like no one was yeah. ever really cool during the time. Talent
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see somebody come up and and people in the audience doing the same thing, right? It, yeah. Like he opened it up and made it even more fun. So there's that. And then um I was a drummer in a band called Last One Picked, <laughs> and we played a show with a band called Eye to Eye, and I think All Out War was there. <laughs> and I think that was my first live like punk rock show, where it's like I was still in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. I was probably, I would say I was probably like 16, even younger maybe, because I remember I was playing with people from another school and we would just go and, and we just played at this auditorium with like a bunch of like, (laughs) I I don't want to be mean, but they were like skeevy older dudes, (laughs) not the bands I mentioned, but at least the, the people that were there for the show, it was just like, wow, I feel like I'm. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely a kid playing an adult show. Well,
0: yeah, and I'm going to say something to that. And I noticed this when the last time I was up there and saw a show, you know, one of your shows, and I was like, um, I'm one of those older dudes
1: in the crowd of kids now. And it feels weird. Yeah, it's all. Hey, man, music's music, right? Yeah. So it it's gonna if it's good music, it's gonna span all ages. So it's it's when I see that mix, like a show I just did recently, is that mix like itty bitty, like you know, probably single digit aged kids like getting getting pumped up with, you know, guys older than us. So <laughs> hey. I mean if it's good music, it's gonna span those, but <laughs> yeah. But yes, it is It is easy to fall into the, oh boy, I'm the skeevy old guy now.
0: <laughs> From those first bands, when was the first serious band where you recorded something?
1: I recorded two at the same time. I, I want to say, I think we had a tape for Last One Picked, but it was like the kind of thing where you, it wasn't even an 8-track. Like We were just recording on a boombox that picked up, right? So... <laughs> I'm going to skip that. I won't count that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the case, then I did it when I
0: was 10 years old.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was in a band called uh, Bust Out, which turned into Our Cross to Bear. Mm -hmm. And I was in a band Measured in Gray. And those two bands I was in at the same time, which in retrospect was kind of silly. But even before those two, I was in a band called Nim down in Rockland County, New York, with my buddy Anthony. And I think that's the first time we record it. And that's also the first time I got the experience of we're getting ripped off while this guy's recording us. So that was really cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, A lot of recording studios are very uh, interesting.
1: (laughs) It's the kind of thing. Like I think I was probably 20 at the time, maybe 19 and the guy was just trashed the whole time. And, uh, and he was just like way past blitz drunk every time we were doing it. He didn't give a shit, but we were paying him anyway because we were really excited to get it recorded and get it out, you know. Yeah. But um, I think that's probably, that's probably the first legit recording was with that. And I remember bringing that recording for other people to hear. And they were like, holy shit, this sounds pretty good, you know. And it's like, yeah, but the guy was hammered the whole time. Imagine how good it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> if he could have just taken it easy that thursday night you know? yeah
0: I, the, I remember at that at the time that's when i was living in florida and we had mm-hmm. we had to figure out ways for you to like email me little tiny clips of music
1: yeah because it had to be super small because yeah. you couldn't i had to like piecemeal the best parts to you it was like it was basically a tiktok or vine i was sending you yeah with no video yeah <laughs> oh man so you're 15 seconds you know
0: yeah exactly it's you get a taste Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you mentioned measured and gray um yes so let's move on to measured and gray because that seemed like a a huge turning
1: point it It was a really good time yeah that that that's one of my favorites and like i said i was doing bust out and measured and Gray at the same time and those were the first two bands that i started like really traveling around and playing with bust out we kept kind of local but we would travel up to like Connecticut and stuff. We played at a, <laughs> oh shoot, what, we played at a funeral home one time, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or we were boy. supposed to, and then it got shut down. So we kind of were all just like tailgating in the parking lot. Basically, is what that show turned into. That's but right. it was a good time anyway to hang out with everybody. <laughs> but then measured in gray, measured in gray is a band that we went down south. We played with uh, Stretch Armstrong and Gaslight Anthem uh, down in South Carolina, and uh, we we had a staple here at the Chance in Poughkeepsie. And then also kind of just went up to Connecticut and back down. That one was a lot of fun, though, where we could kind of... Everybody was into it, right? Yeah. Like Johnny's got the best voice. Every iteration of the band has been great, but like Dustin was like awesome with putting solos in because he he himself was a jazz guitarist, so him and I could kind of come up with things together. But I mean, all the magic was in him. It, you know, I wasn't his feather or anything. <laughs> <laughs> then um, Sean was super good at bass. Sean was really good as like a hype man too. You know, with the backup vocals and everything. He's he's always been a showman. Yeah. And Ian and I forever. We just <laughs> click, man. Like we can just write music. And so that's what was nice. Yeah. Oh, measured in gray. I just. It's one of those. It's not even rose colored glasses when I look back because it was just like every time was a good time. Like yeah. I can't think of a lot of bad times except for when we were driving home from. <laughs> That South Carolina show, with Stretch Armstrong and Gaslight Anthem, when we were driving home and Ian just had to get home and we were coming back in like a blizzard and you have to come up over the pa mountains and down before you get back into new york and he was just like he had to get home for some reason so it was just 100 percent, just the whole time and then all of us inside the van basically just tell him like yo you what what the fuck are you doing like we're gonna <laughs> die like we can just pull over and hang out for a bit and he's like yeah. no I got to get home gotta get home <laughs> oh my god uh, just white knuckling it the whole time yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, yeah that, that that band was a really good time. Really good music, too. The um, We recently just put all that up over the last uh, year or two. I think Quarantine kind of picked a lot of that creativity into gear. But we uh, put out a vinyl of one of the Measured and Grays, but also got everything up on Spotify so that everybody just has access to it. Because yeah, that's, that's, that's one of those bands where it's like, I just wanted everybody to hear it,
0: you know? Yeah, that that, that was one of those bands that, no matter what i was like okay you guys are playing i i'm gonna be there uh whenever Mm -hmm. i could even when i was living up in albany i would still come down for shows
1: yeah yeah that was cool too because it was the kind of thing where we'd see a lot of the same people but then they'd bring their friends and then it would be next even bigger because those people would bring their friends you know yeah so it was really cool to see a lot of the same people or see a lot of shirts and stuff that was something we started doing was like just putting up pictures of like people wearing the shirts, different bands playing with it on and stuff. It's just, I don't know, just that camaraderie and a lot of like, I don't know, just like, uh, it sounds cheesy, but it is like a family, right? Well, like it
0: definitely is.
1: Y- you get to a certain age, your friends are your family, or, you know, you start making those, those solid lifelong friendships. And I definitely have a bunch from that band.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- it was, it was a special, special time. Um, mm-hmm. so Measured and Grey
1: goes on for a bit. For a couple of years that one. I think three albums or four. I think I'm on three, but there's four yeah, total. Maybe. Four four yeah. total and
0: you're you're on three. I, I know the band's history more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for
1: verifying. Yes.
0: <laughs> Stevie wiki. <laughs> yes. Um, so Measured and Grey ends and where mm-hmm. does that leave you as a drummer?
1: Uh, Sean had to move down south. Me, Ian and Johnny weren't done. <laughs> so we took that and turned it into a band called hand the match we got uh another basis for that project and everything and that that was really good as well and it was really to me it was uh i I made the drums harder than they needed to be and i think it was because it was more of a band where i thought it was going to be like just a recording band (laughs) Uh oh yeah I was like, I'll just make this as hard as possible and I'll just play like really cool fills and stuff and I come to find out like, oh no, we're going to play a couple of shows. So yeah, I remember that, that was a bad one. move on my part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember going to one of the shows at the, uh, in Warwick there and yeah. I was like, this is a, a strange venue to be playing a show in. The coffee house, yeah, yeah. It was, it was real tight, real hot. <laughs> yes, I was sweating a lot. I sweat a lot anyway, but I was sweating a lot that night.
1: <laughs> that specific show you're talking about, I recently found the uh, poster for. Oh, um, I have two of those, so I'll send you one. Oh, that's
0: good because on my, um, on my personal youtube channel i'm pretty sure i have that entire show up there oh nice yeah so here
1: you go i got a i got a picture for your thumbnail yeah (laughs) perfect
0: (laughs) Uh. so hand the match did you guys did you guys record anything this is this is the time of my (laughs) life for like I was moving yeah. all over the place, so
1: yeah, yeah. We uh, we did record, and I still have a number of those in my basement, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was like a uh, four or five songs. It's a shorter, shorter album. Mm. That one is not uploaded to uh, any of the streaming services, so any of that would most likely be like your YouTube video or these CDs for that music.
0: So after a hand to match, where did you wander off with your drum kit?
1: Well. <laughs> From Measured in Gray, Dustin, who, who I said made those tasty solos, he reached out to me in a text just a random day and was like, hey, how come you're not playing in band 8-Bit? He's like, it's a band named 8-Bit. Why aren't you in the band 8-Bit? And I was like, you know what? He's got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened is he went out for coffee and at the coffee shop, uh, Alex was working, the singer for 8-Bit. And he was like, "Oh yeah, our, our drummer's gonna be unable to do shows for for this, that, or the other reason." And he's like, "You know, kind of stinks. I want to keep doing this, that, and the other." And Dustin's like, "Hey, I got a guy," <laughs> so <laughs> he got us in contact with each other, and then that kind of that took off, you know, because there was there's there's video game themes to the uh, merchandise and the uh, music a little bit here and there. So I just ate it up you know so yeah yeah, that one that one's fun i'm still in that band we actually have a show coming up next month i mean this one this band went places i never thought i would go right (laughs) (laughs) so like we played shows locally and and things like that here in the states but this band actually went to australia and we did a whole east coast tour with our boys in nerdlinger the punk band nerdlinger who's on p records they played with us in brooklyn and like we just all connected so well And we played a great show with them, had a really good time, and and they just kind of reciprocated. They're like, hey, if you want to come over, come on over. And it's like, all right, we'll be there. (laughs) And it it was almost a year to the day. I think we played with them in October of 2018, and then the first week of November 2019, we were in Australia playing with them. And um, right before we went, we had released an album called uh, Couch Surfer in July so we had that ready to go and mailed them over and then just went over and did this amazing australia tour played a thing called Not fest this was the seventh Not fest Not fest is one of my favorite things i've ever done in my life and that's that's i'm not even i'm not even blowing that up it's like one of the best things i've ever been to where everybody it felt like shows that you and i went to back in the 90s mm-hmm. where it was every type of music Every type of person, and everybody's just dancing and singing and having a good time together. Yeah,
0: it's definitely <laughs> uh, that yeah. sounds like an amazing, but and just n- not to confuse anyone out there with not fest the slip, no, Festival. yeah, this is
1: this is <laughs> yeah, this is not slip, not fest, this is not fest, <laughs> this is um, not fest, correct? This
0: yeah. is not fest, like not knot, but yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> So I got a good one from Australia for you, real quick. This mm-hmm. is this is this is barely band related. This is just like, whoa. This that's that's what happened, right? We went over there. Christine came with me, my wife, which is amazing too, because it's like, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna go back to Australia. She's gotta come, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have a blast. And then um her and I had gone down uh from the hotel and we were just getting ready, getting directions from a guy to, to get over for some food and stuff. And I think we we're in I, I mess this up every time, so I'm just going to say Melbourne, but it might not have been because mm-hmm. whatever the southern, the, the the most southern city that we played um, is. So I said to the guy, oh, yeah, you know, thanks for the info for this, that, and the other for the restaurant. We're going to go get something to eat. We'll be back. He's like, oh, if you're going out, though, you may want to grab your jumper because... It's going to get cold because of the winds from the South Pole. And that's when my I just kind of stared at him because my brain was like, you are so far from home <laughs> that you're going to be affected by the winds from the South Pole. <laughs> it's literally the other side of the world from where we live. So yeah. it's just like, I was just like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on like the, the sixth of like, you know, the 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 11 day tour or whatever. And it's like.
0: It finally hit you. Yeah.
1: I'm really far from home. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that's awesome. And of
0: course, you know, you, you come back from that and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you, you're playing. Oh, we're
1: super hyped. We're so ready. We're going to Japan shows. next because yep. Japan, everybody in Australia has got connections in Japan. Cause it's so close. So they play shows in Japan, Japan bands come to Australia. So we're like, this is going to be great. We're going to go to Japan next. And then that's the second week in November of uh 2019 when we got home Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think you know where this story's going
0: yeah so we had a wonderful winter um (laughs) and then all of a sudden people started talking about some weird virus that was coming out of uh china and (laughs) no one paid any mind to it and then uh you know
1: march rolls around (laughs) yep i think it was march yeah march is when they shut everything down so everything went on the back burner at that point so even our shows here in the states, everything got put on delay. We weren't even able to practice, right? So we yeah. couldn't like go to the, the the practice studio and even put in some time together because they just weren't even open. You yeah,
0: know? that's and that that's got to be hard for a live drummer and even a studio drummer because you can't play with yeah. people like yeah. You,
1: you, well, and that's not to skip ahead too far, but I recently played a live show back. Mm. And that was one of the things, and it this it sounds weird, but if to anybody that's performed in front of people, there's an energy exchange, right? Like I get excited, I'm having a good time. The people in the audience get excited and they have a good time, and we feed each other back and forth, right? right. Like it's if you're a boring drummer and you're sitting there not doing anything, then I mean the audience going to do the same thing. They're going to sit there and sip their whiskey and just relax. But if you want to get people amped up, you know, you're probably going to be amped up. Yeah. So it was good to feel that again, and that was missing for. A, I go from top of the world. I just went to Australia, ma, to I can't to see anybody. I can't do anything <laughs> for a full year. Yeah. So, so I, so I, I did fill the time though. Like, yeah. I I was like I was always looking at this Yamaha EAD10, which is a a recording head unit for drums, and it has a a little like Zoom mic. I want to say it's a Zoom mic. It's not a Zoom mic because that's a separate company, but it's their version of a Zoom mic that you attach to your bass drum and it records the whole drum set. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I, I mean, we're not spending any money anyway and I'm stuck in the house, so let me buy that. And that's when I... Started making my drum videos for Instagram, which was like March of 2020. It was right after the lockdown. Two weeks later, I ordered it before everything got shut down with shipping issues. Luckily, I got it right away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I remember when you were setting it up, you were like, it can't be this easy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it can't be this good right yeah. <laughs> i was like how can it sound this good
0: <laughs> yeah that that was that was the big thing um so you yeah. start doing all those videos and you're like hey i'm gonna use this social media stuff and um
1: yeah I, I I switched my instagram account basically from posting beers and dog pictures and video game collectibles that i have over to just pretty much almost exclusively just drum videos of me covering video game music because that's what I practice too so it's it's already what I was playing I do my rudiments to Castlevania music like it sounds silly but it feels great <laughs> it fills the air so I've been doing that forever anyway so I started recording that that and my first video was actually St. Paddy's Day 2020 Oh, my first posted video. I'll say that. So I must've got, I must've had enough home Guinness to be like, yeah, I'm going to post one now, (laughs) Yeah, but that, yeah. And and what's crazy about that is that led into better things. (laughs) Yeah. That got me. Well, I didn't even think of it that way. I was like, this is just what I'm going to do. I was like, I'm going to post up these drum videos. People are eating them up. Like they're, they're having a good time watching them and I'm getting really good feedback in my DMS on the posts, I had people messaging me directly to re- request them. Um, even outside of Instagram, I had people message me on Facebook that they wanted to see me do a certain video game on Instagram. It was really cool, you know it was it was nice to have that interaction with everybody while everything was shut down too, right. So I got to like interact with an audience just on a different level. But it was same thing, man. You know, if they're excited, I'm excited. So it's like, well, you want to hear an F Zero song? I love that song. I'm gonna do that F Zero song, and here it is. You know, a week later. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. I and it was awesome to see all these videos like just come pouring out like uh, through. Instagram and you were putting them mm-hmm. up onto the YouTube shorts and on the YouTube shorts.
1: Yeah. We tried yeah. that out because that was like, if that was brand new also, right? yeah. Like yeah. it just kind of started.
0: It, yeah. They were pushing it hard and people were loving it. And so, and, you know. it,
1: and then what, what happened? What happened next, Brad? So then my buddy, Adam, Adam tube square painter is his tag on everything. He, he paints pixels for a living and does an awesome job. He reached out to me because him and I had been friends for 20 years. Him and I worked at a, a place forever ago. And I, he said he has a memory of me. How do you say it? He, said he has a memory of me being like, yo, come to my car. I want you to listen to this band. And I played Thrice for him. And I was like, listen to Thrice. And he's like, oh, my God, this is great. And we were both just like jammed out in my truck to, to Thrice. So he had like this really cool memory that he shared. <laughs> but then um, it's one of those things where he reached out. On social media to me and was like hey um would you be interested in playing in a band with me you know um our drummer can't make it to a show drummer is in California his name is Jeff Um, my name is Jeff he couldn't make it to uh, the two minute game show here on the East Coast which is completely understandable right it's you have to travel all the way across the country a long time you know i completely get it you know super hard because they did a virtual this band that they were in um is virtual also and it was also a product of the pandemic so so he's like hey do you want to play in this band and then come to find out the band is rex viper which is a, a cinemasker band it includes james rolf the angry video game nerd it's got uh james ronald of epic game music it's got james harding of villainist And it's got Adam, the square painter, and then Dino, and of course, Justin Silverman doing backups from also Cinemasker. So it's just, it's insane. Like, it's one of those things where it was like, I wasn't planning on this uh, Instagram thing being like a resume, but it kind of worked because they watched my videos when Adam was like, hey, I have a guy in mind. They had already went to my Instagram and all watched a bunch of videos and were like, yeah, this guy gets it. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing to video game music like he's already halfway there, you yeah, know, Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that it's, it's amazing. It, 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 I wasn't expecting any kind of return from putting the videos out. I was just doing it for my own sanity and my own entertainment. Um, and one of the things I like to do is entertain other people and motivate. So it was perfect, right? I was doing it anyway. And then it was like, it ended up being six months later. Hey, do you want to be in this awesome band? And now I am. I'm the drummer for Rex Viper. So we're <laughs> going to be doing more conventions. We just recently played at Too Many Games in Pennsylvania about two weeks ago from this this uh, session. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible because I went from, I mean, I went from zero to 100 because I went from just Christine and I in the house not going out, you know, being super careful, just going to the store when we need to to, okay, you're at a full-on convention, here's hundreds of people, and you're the entertainment. It just So it just was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I practiced the songs. Like I said, they had been virtual throughout all of 2020. We practiced three days before the show, and uh, the, the, the footage for that show will be coming out here later this week. But uh, it went really well, and we kind of nailed it. It felt great. We got awesome presents together on stage. I had a really good time. And it, it felt incredible to play in front of people again for people. That was what I was saying earlier. There was like a really, really young kid in the front row in a Rex Viper shirt. Just like losing his mind singing the songs and like fist bumping the guys in the band. He got a fist bump from the Angry Video Game Nerd and everything. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it was this whole convention hall. It was just full of people. So it was just like, I'm super happy to see so many people show up and so many, and they were really into it. You know, they, everybody was cheering and having a good time and dancing and stuff. So
0: basically it's, it's like living the dream. Um, it's what I'm here for. Like, it's,
1: it's literally what I want to do is just like, I I put it on my social media and it's almost like a goof, but it's, it's like actually how I feel. It's like, I'm here to entertain and motivate you. And it's, (laughs) it sounds stupid and it sounds silly, but like. I, that's how I feel inside. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, if you feel it, you feel it. So yeah,
1: exactly. So what's
0: next? Where do you go from here?
1: We have some other conventions um that we're in talks with. So what we're gonna try to do, I think, is do some of the uh, video game conventions and um, in 2022 we're gonna work on um, definitely getting two more songs out. Um, but we're also going to try to work on a new album. We're awesome. going to try to make an album version of everything. Um, so I'll be doing a lot of recording with drums, shooting music videos, because uh, they're, of course, it's Cinemasker, so it's a big uh, YouTube audience as well. Yeah. So fun. we'll be doing... We have at least two videos and songs coming out um, in the next six months. And yeah. we're trying to do those uh, those conventions, hopefully in early 2022. And it really... There's so many factors involved because two of our bandmates are in Canada, you know, so they got to travel all the way down. The conventions themselves, if there's another variant or something, you know, everything is still kind of... It's all up in the air. Yeah, nothing is really set in stone. Everybody's talking about it like it's going to happen, hoping it happens. But even too many games was put off for a year and six months. Like right. too many games, I think, is usually in June.
0: Yeah, that
1: yeah, I, so, I remember yeah. it being in the summer. Yeah, so the 2020 was basically a year and a half after the date it should have taken place, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, as we kind of wrap up here, I have to say, like, I, I just, I love the story of, of your drumming life because it's it's what a lot of people don't realize is that you can take that thing that you really love and mm-hmm. you can actually go places with it, you know?
1: For, for sure. And And the thing, I think the biggest thing is, if you have something you love and and you hear this from other people too but like I'll repeat it forever like don't stop doing what you love right yeah. because you never know who's looking you never know what somebody needs you never know what project is on your on your docket for next you know I'm 40 years old I just got into Rex Viper like I'm not going to stop I haven't stopped you know you take those breaks when you need mental breaks or you need physical breaks take those breaks don't stop doing what you love cuz it's it's going to happen Like it's just a matter of to what degree. I got to go to Australia. If I could go back in time and tell myself the different things that are going to happen or different experiences I'm going to have, it would blow my mind. You know, there's no way I'm going to play in Australia. That's that's crazy. Yeah, like there's no way I'm going to put out a record uh, uh, on vinyl. That's just crazy. That's not going to happen. It's happened. You know, <laughs> there's all these little boxes are getting checked that are like, no, there's no way. That's great,
0: Brad. I I do thank you for coming on. And uh, before we go, go ahead and plug everything that that you have the <laughs> oh. social media bands websites whatever you want to do
1: yeah uh, my biggest thing i would say is uh drum boy advance kind of like a play on game boy advance um that's my instagram tag and my twitter handle so you can use those to get to my videos uh if you want to check, check it out like i said it goes back to march of 2020 so there's tons of stuff for you to check out a um, bunch of videos there we also have uh, the shorts of my drumming on yo, check this out on YouTube.
0: That's right. That's, then that's our that's our YouTube
1: channel. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> then there's um, the two bands I'm currently in. Eight um, Bit is something you can find everywhere: Spotify, iTunes, um, any any of that, Google Music. It's on. It's also on YouTube now, so you can you can just stream it from there as well. We have a number of albums there. Our last album, like I said before, was Couch Surfer. I'm very proud of that album. There's a lot of good stuff on there. And the new the new big hotness is Rex Viper. And Rex Viper you can find at cinemassacre.com. And um, you can actually get to my Instagram from there as well. Um, it's linked with me as the drummer. But any of those Rex Viper videos are very easy to find on youtube.com. The music itself you can stream as well. You can stream that on Spotify and everywhere else. But uh, yeah, Rex Viper is going to be coming to a video game convention near you. So if you if you're a, com- a convention visitor, you're most likely going to see Rex Viper. So come up and say hi.
0: Hell yeah! Thanks again, Brad.
1: Thanks, man.